Hey, um, this is our our first episode of Marriage Ministry. Um, this is our second episode together. But today we're going to talk about marriage and how your marriage with your spouse is parallel to your walk with Christ. And how we are supposed to love our spouse as Christ loved the church. Absolutely. We're going to begin with basic communication. Well, I believe communication is necessary in marriage. As my husband will tell you, I call it pillow talk, or I'll say, come on, I got, I got something to talk to you about, <laughs> which is the same way we should approach God. But we approach God with our prayers, and that is our communication to him. And yes. as we acknowledge him and acknowledge the things that we don't understand, as we acknowledge where we are in life and with our relationship with him, he can send the Holy Spirit, and he will allow him, himself to guide us and correct us and help us along the way. And it does take communication because you're not mind readers and you don't know what somebody's thinking. You don't know what God is thinking. You don't know his plans that he has for you. You don't even know uh, what tomorrow holds. So we have to communicate with him so that we can be in the known and we can be with him throughout our uh, days, throughout our troubles, throughout our trials and tribulations. And so as we communicate with him, he'll communicate with us, but he does not force himself on us and he does not come in between our the, the will for our life. Um, he allows us to choose him. He allows us to have a choice. And so in that choice of communication, you're choosing to acknowledge God and you're choosing to to say, I need your help. I need you. I need you to come and, and, and show me the way. And he will do that for you. And by prayer, um, I don't believe it has to be two hours and I don't believe it has to be five minutes either. I would just believe that whatever's on your heart and as long as you're honest with him and as long as you're sincere with him, then he can reveal those things to you that he needs for you to know. And he'll also open your eyes spiritually as well as your ears spiritually to those things that you need to understand and that you, those things that need to be revealed to you. And so um, that's what I feel about communications um, or, or prayer um, is the same thing as communication with your spouse. And just like your spouse, you go to them uh, when you have something on your mind. They don't they can't read your mind. They don't know what you need unless you tell them, unless you show them. And unless they learn you as well, that's the only way you can give someone what they need is when you learn who they are and they learn who you are. And so um, in communication, you just, it's just two people communicating, two people talking, two people looking for understanding and not just focusing on replying to a question or trying to solve every problem, but actually opening your heart to someone to say, look, I don't understand. I don't know why you think the way you think. I don't know why you do the things that you do. I don't know why you even say some of the things that you say. Can you help me understand? And through all things, we need to find understanding for that through communication. And so um, that's one part of it. And the next part is worship and intimacy. And Chris is going to talk about that. And um, I think uh, worship is very, very, very much needed um, when you approach God. It's, it's how you get in. It's really how you get an intimacy of understanding and knowing how he works and how he operates and everything. The same way you need intimacy with your, your spouse, um, which is a very important part in marriage very important part in marriage um uh, without intimacy there there is no exchanging of anything there is no spiritual growth together there is no becoming one because there's no way to become one until there is intimacy um that is how you are reconciled to your wife that is how you're reconciled to your husband is through intimacy 
And that is how you will you will know God and how God will know you is through intimacy. And that is through worship, because it takes worship in order to get from God what it is that you need from him. I mean, you can you can sit here and pray all day. But until you begin to worship, until you come out of your element of who you are and where you are, uh, you will never come into the fullness of God. You will never come into what he wants to tell you. You will never be fully you'll never fully operate in the gifts and everything that he has placed in you without you coming out of your own element, without you coming out of yourself and giving yourself unto him. God is, is very much like your spouse. Um, it takes that special one-on-one, you know, it takes that special, just letting yourself go and getting all the way in and, and, and letting them know that you really care, letting them know that you really love them, letting them know all the things about you that, um, that you would normally keep to yourself, you know, in, in, and with worship, you really begin to, uh, pull back. You really begin to pull down strongholds within yourself because you let yourself completely go and you give yourself totally and utterly unto God. Um, and that's, is what he wants from us in worship. He wants us to let go, you know, because sometimes we can, we tend to hold on, uh, to those parts of ourselves that we don't want nobody to know about. Sometimes we tend to hold on, uh, to thoughts uh, that plague our mind, but worship that is where we can begin to let those things go. That is where we can begin to let God have his way in our lives. That's how we can begin to let God look and see where it is that we're hurting and where it is that we need healing, where it is that we need to be revived, you know, because down through the years, um, life takes a toll on you. And down through the years, life, it, it hurts you. If, if everything in your life was just pleasurable, I mean, how would you understand how to really love unconditionally? You know, that is, that is where that worship comes in. That is where that intimacy comes in with your wife or your, or your husband, with your spouse. That is where everything, uh, become, that is how you become one. That is how you become one with God through worship and how you become one with your spouse, spouse through intimacy. And the next thing we're going to talk about is praise and thanksgiving. And I'm going to allow Tanya to uh, elaborate on that a little bit for you. Well, um, just off of experience, praise to me um, actually started out with listening to um, gospel music. And it started just ringing in my spirit. And praise is just simply thank, thanksgiving for God. Um, you thank him for everything that you have, everything that you, who you are, and where you've been, your trials as well as your tribulations. And just giving him thanks and acknowledging him. I think a lot of times when we are going through life, we we uh, tend to just focus on the bad or focus on what we don't have or you know what we can't do when God has given us the things that we do have and what we can do we don't we don't we're not thankful enough for those things so that he can add on to uh, those of what we have. And so just thanking God, thanking him for every day, because if you truly think about it, every day is an opportunity that he get he gives us to get it right. Every day is an opportunity for us to tell someone else about Christ. Every day you have the opportunity to repent. Um, every day you have the opportunity to turn your heart towards him and, and, and acknowledge him and worship him and communicate with him as we spoke about. And every day you get to live is a day. It's a gift. It is a gift. Repentance is a gift. Life is a gift. And if we don't 
know how to say thank you for that. How dare we ask him for anything else? God really owes us nothing. He's already given us everything. He gave his only and begotten son. So how dare we uh, think that we're supposed to have all these extra things? Well, because the word says so, but though that word that's in that Bible is contingent as well. It's contingent on the way you live your life. It's contingent on if you're thankful for what you have. It's contingent. If you turn your heart from sin, if it's contingent on, um, if you are living holy, as he told you to be holy for I am holy. holy. So, you know, um, just giving him thanks and just saying, thank you. And a lot of times, you know, people don't know what to pray for. They don't know where to even start with God. And that would be the first thing that I say, say, thank you. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for allowing me to borrow your breath on today. Thank you for the blood that runs through my veins. Thank you for every organ functioning properly. Thank you for every limb that's intact. Thank you for every hair that's on my head. I know those sound very, um, outlandish or anything like that, but it, it's the simple things that we need to be thankful for. I know we might not be walking around with a million dollars with a Lamborghini and, and, a and a mansion, but at the same time, those are things. And we are not here on this earth to worship things. We're here to worship God and give him praise and give him his glory that he's due because it's owed all to him. We owe him more than we can ever give him. And so that's what I think about praise and what I know about praise. And I know that he loves praise. I know God loves for you to praise him. He loves for you to worship him. He loves for you to communicate with him because like I said before, you have to invite him in. He, he has given all of us a choice to invite him in. And a lot of people take that for granted and we should not be taking his grace and his mercy for granted for the sake of a now moment of money. If you have money or a car, or if you have a house, those things are made every day, earthly pleasures, or they are made every day. And is nothing that you have is is nothing that somebody else don't have. The only thing everybody doesn't have is there is no duplication of you. There is no duplication of your life. There is no duplication of your parents. There is no duplication of your kids or your friends, family members, or whoever. Because there's only one. We are all original pieces, and we're all put together to make one body. And so I would just say, give God thanks for today. Give Him thanks for allowing you to rest last night. If you have a home to live in, if you're still eating, I don't care if you're eating off of food stamps. Thank him for the food that's on the table. Thank him for the job that you do have. Thank him for that apartment or that trailer that you do have to live in because some people are living up under a bridge. Some people are eating out of garbage cans. Some people don't even have parents or children and wish that they did. So giving him thanks for where you are today and who you are today and allow him to um, come inside of you and to help you grow spiritually And so that you can be fed through the word of God is giving him thanks. And so I know the next thing, um, also is about repenting, which I mentioned is as, as a gift, um, repenting and forgiveness goes hand in hand as well. And then Chris is going to talk about that. And basically repenting to God should be the very first thing you do. I mean, you you should come with repentance in your heart. You know, you should come, uh, willing to, lay down your pride, willing to lay down your ego, willing to lay down all those things that stop you from asking for forgiveness. Um, It's parallel, just like asking your spouse for forgiveness. You should also repent to God, you know, because everything that we do ain't right. You know, even though we might feel like it's right, that doesn't mean it's right in the sight of God. You know, everything that we do is not correct. 
so to speak. Um, yes, we can be living a godly life, but we might say ungodly things. Yes, we can be uh, speaking a godly word, but we can be thinking ungodly thoughts. You know, so we have to repent daily. It, it needs to become uh, everyday thing. Anytime you come before God, whenever you come before God, it needs to be done. And I know that it's kind of hard for people to go to their spouse and ask for forgiveness. Um, Sweetheart, would you forgive me for the things that I said or the way that I said them? Those things help you to, to gain a, a better relationship with your spouse. They help you to gain a better relationship with God. You know, everything that we are talking about is parallel from from marriage with a spouse to living a life of a godliness. Right. You know, nothing here is one sided. <laughs> yeah, nothing is one sided. And and nobody is exempt from any of these things. Nobody. Um it doesn't matter um what accolades you have. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter who you are or where you grew up. It none of none of those things matter. Only thing that matters is your relationship. And and that relationship is contingent upon repentance. It's contingent upon your your communication. It's contingent upon your worship. It's continued contingent upon your praise and your thanksgiving it's contingent upon what the word says in your life what the word cleanses your heart how the word renews your mind you know all these things are basic uh it's basic knowledge say? it's basic knowledge it really is it's, it's um, basic knowledge have a relationship any type of relationship and you know we just pray and hope that you know if you take these uh values along with god not just for your marriage but along with god um, those two things can be so great and so grand. And one thing I did forget to mention about praise is also giving your spouse thanks as well for the things that they do and the, um, just showing the showing them the appreciation that you have for them and what they do. Because my job is not easy to my husband, and my husband's job is not easy to me. And but, so we have, as we do opposite things, we still have to be thankful that there's someone else there to do the things that we don't want to do or can't do. And so I believe that if you show someone appreciation, regardless if it's your husband or your wife, even your children, show them a thank you and say, you know what, I thank you for doing that for me. I appreciate you. You know. I I couldn't have done that without you. I bless God for you or whatever it is. Just showing the other person thanks. And that pushes people and that motivates people to, to be able to be happy to do something for someone else. Even if it's not the same person. Because my husband's job, may he may say his job is hard. But I might be looking from the outside and saying, well, you ain't doing nothing but this. And he might be looking at me saying, but you're not doing nothing but this. And even though... They are different things. And even though it looks easy on the outside, you don't know what it takes for a person to get through that job or through that day doing that job. And so just giving them thanks to, you know, that they make your life a little easier in some areas, I believe, is a is a great way to show your appreciation for your spouse. But I didn't mean to interrupt your repentance and forgiveness. So I'm going to give that back to you. I know. And there was another thing that we didn't even uh, touch on that, that we don't we don't even have to talk about. And that's sacrifice, mm. you know, because yes. um, <laughs> sacrifice is very important. I mean, because yes. when, when it comes to a family, when it comes to a spouse, when it comes to children, uh, when it comes to God, we have to make sacrifices yes. that they're not uh, comfortable for us, but it's things that must be done. Um, like 
when I was working out of town, it, it was a sacrifice that I made for my family, but it was a commitment that I made to God. You see, I asked God, uh, did he want me to take it? And he told me, yes. He, he said, I want you to go. Um, I didn't know what I was going for. I thought I was just going to work and make some money and, and, and help some people. But it, it turned out that I was going to be a help to some other people. And not only in the arena of working help, but in the, in the spiritual arena. You know, I would pray for people. Or I would give them encouraging words or I would talk to them. And, and they, even at some point, I began to have um, a, a prayer service. And we were in Puerto Rico and everything. Um, there were a lot of people suffering. Uh, lights been out for a year. In fact, lights are still out right now. But those sacrifices we make for our families, you know, they go hand in hand, just like the sacrifices we make for God, because we lay down everything that we want to do in order to do what he's calling us to do. You Absolutely. know, they're not comfortable. You know, they're not easy, but there are things that we must do in order to fully see God, in order to fully walk into the anointing that he wants to place on our lives. Um, in order to press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, you know, we have to do and make certain sacrifices in order to uh, the the fulfillment of the promises that God has for us you know it's the same way we have to make those sacrifices in order to see the fulfillment in a family in order to see the fulfillment in a marriage in order to see the fullness of all things that are around us and that are in us you know we are to operate in love love is very parallel um, to everything that we're speaking about you know and and I know that was another thing that we don't have here is but <laughs> love is one of those things yeah. that we cannot get by without you right. know um, just because people are in a certain place and they look a certain way don't mean that they are a certain way. Exactly. You know, people can look the part and people can play the part, but don't mean that they are the part. You know, and, and a lot of the time they're missing uh, that agape love, you know, that the love that, that just transcends above every other love. You know, um, we do things and we love the way people love us and we act the way people act towards us but that is not love love is really something that we give without expecting anything in return love is something that we give um not caring about how you feel about us love is just something that we want to give away if you can just give love away you can really begin to see how things can turn around and, and work in your favor you know if you can just give love away you can really see how people begin to change just because of love you know love is something that no matter where you are or what you're doing it can affect you and others absolutely absolutely and i believe you know all of those foundations and all of those um points those values that it takes what we've been talking about um communication with prayer worship with intimacy praise with thanksgiving and repentance with forgiveness all of that still has to stand on the word of god and that is understanding the word of god because you also have to understand your spouse the one that you're with not your boyfriend not your girlfriend not your boo or your bae yeah but because your they're husband not they're or not going to always be there i mean they're not they don't have the title of of staying they don't have a staying right. title um and and i would encourage if 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 you want somebody to really stay and if and, and if you're really committed to the relationship it's good to get married um but if you're not then sometimes you might need to let those things go until you mature enough until you grow enough until you can come into uh, a commitment because commitment means a lot it means giving more than taking it means laying aside what you want in order for them to have what they need you know commitment is it's such a strong word it's such a 
of such a profound word because you will uphold what you are committed to. You will you will fulfill what you are committed to. You will you will feed what you're committed to. You will love what you're committed to. And everything that you are committed to will prosper and grow if if you if you use what you have in the word of knowledge to get an understanding of who the person you are committed to is all about. Well, I believe for me, the word is what kept me. And I'm going to be very transparent here because I grew up in the church and I knew church, but I knew how to go to church. I did not know the word. I did not know how to have a relationship with God. And to be honest with you, all of it's been very recent that I've grown into my relationship with the Lord. Now, the word was something when I, when I, first started um, really, well, first of all, when God told me to leave my job, <laughs> my corporate job, um, he began to show me the word. And as he was showing me the word, it was the way I was taught how to love my husband. I was taught how to be a wife. I was taught what God wanted from me. And I was taught what I needed to do and what I needed to overcome to really have a true relationship with God. And so that's what the word taught me. My husband couldn't teach me how to be a wife. My friends couldn't teach me how to be a wife, but the word is what taught me how to be a wife. Even in past mistakes and past relationships, those things didn't teach me how to be a, the wife that I am today. The word did that. And if you ask my husband, when I first even started reading about what a wife was in the Bible, I was like, that's it. That's all we supposed to do. She's like, I was upset, thing. really. Like, so don't think that it was so glamorous or it was easy or it was just Oh, okay, I can do that. No, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be in the corporate world. I wanted to have my own paycheck. I wanted to do things the way that I was used to doing and the familiar ways of doing things. And when the word came along in my heart, it was like, I can't do that. No matter how much I want to do it, I know that I can't because then I will be disobeying God. And if he's truth and he's and he is not the father of lies like Satan, and if he is who he says he is yesterday, today, and, and forever, then... I too have a responsibility to be who he has created me to be. I can't be someone else. I can't be that person in the workforce. I can't be that person that clocks in on somebody else's clock every day. I can't be that person because he hasn't called me to be that. And that was the one thing that it took me so long to overcome. But even now, some days I still want to get up and go to work or wish I could do things different. Yeah. But it is the word that keeps me and keeps me stable and keeps me humble of the fact that he put me in this position to be a mother to our children and to be a wife to my husband. And so as I am those things, I have to humble myself and be grateful for where I am because I know that there's many people a day that wish they could not have to clock in or wish they couldn't go to work, didn't have to go to work or didn't have to stay home with their children. Children and I'm blessed. I'm grateful, and I understand now. It took me a long time. It took me all of all of two and a half years to really get to this place because I really just didn't understand that. So I promise you that the word and understanding the word will get you to that place of understanding what God wants for your life and not what He has for everybody else's life. Because one thing I will say, people would quote the scripture of "Men that don't work don't eat." Well, God didn't call me to work. So you have to, when you are reading the word, there's some things that will convict you that won't convict others. And there are some things that will convict others that won't convict you. Well, me going to work convicts me. And it sounds crazy to say that, but I promise you, as long as I have not worked, God has provided everything all of the way.
you know and that's that's God's way of killing independence you know what I'm saying because yes. I was I was solely independent uh, and I was raising my own children and I was going to work and I was doing everything uh, the way that I knew how to do it yes at the time I was saved and everything but I was independent and, and mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to be independent on on what you know to do and, and everything that you're doing but he wants you to be codependent on him you know the same way it is with your spouse like like when I would go to work, yes, I was working out of town and everything, so I couldn't raise my children myself. So I couldn't do all those things that I was doing myself. So I had to be codependent upon my wife to do all those things that I needed to be done that I couldn't do myself. Even though being out of the country, there was there were some things that I couldn't put my hands on. There were some things that I just couldn't do, and I needed her to do them. And and that is the way that how God will get you out of a place of independence to a place of codependence um, because he needs you to be codependent upon him to do everything that you need to be done. You know, it. we can only go to work. You know what I'm saying? But God allows us a job to work at. God allows us life to live and able to go to work. God allows us health to be able to be in good enough shape to do the work that we're doing. You know, so it's all about codependence and and God has really shown me how to be codependent and not just lean on my own self and not lean on my own understanding, but acknowledge God in all my ways that he would direct my path as well as give me a wife that I can, I can depend on to do what needs to be done. And I don't have to worry about anything going lacking because she is more than able and willing to do what it is that needs to be done. So we just hope that you take those principles and those values um, concerning marriage and marriage ministry with you home to your spouse, um, your communication, your prayer life with God, your worship with God, your intimacy with your husband or wife, your praise to God, but your thanksgiving to your husband or your wife, your repentance to God, but your forgiveness that you also have to give to your husband or your wife and keeping both of you grounded on the word of God so that you both can understand who you are in God. God and not as individuals um, and not as separate people, but you are one when you are married. So just pay attention to those things and that's concerning God. Open your Bible, read what, what is important to you first. You don't have to go from Genesis to Revelations. If if forgiveness is on your heart right now, if you can't get over some things right now, look for the scriptures for about forgiveness and start there. Start where those things that are concerning you and your problems and your issues and your situations that you can't seem to get over or can't seem to handle or put a grasp on. First of all, pray about it and ask God to show you. And I promise you, he'll give you a scripture. He'll put something in your heart or in your mind and you'll say, where did that come from? And that is God showing you the way. So we're going to be ending this uh, podcast. Um, It's coming to an end, but I'm going to let Chris say a couple of words and then we're going to get out of here and we'll be back. Um, Remember marriage ministry podcast will be every third Thursday of the month. And between then we'll continue to do, if you go to the website to true dominion ministries.com, you'll hear uh, his music and we'll be playing the music here on the podcast as well. But on the website, you'll get to see the questions that we have for you to ask yourself. You'll also get the new Testament lessons, but that will also be on the podcast and the marriage ministry will be on the podcast as well. Yeah. So um, in all what we said, if you would just take away from this, that your marriage is parallel to your relationship with God. And the very first thing it takes is love. 
Second, repentance. Third, communication. Fourth, intimacy. Fifth, thanksgiving. Sixth, the word. You can't do anything without the word. Yes, they are all separate entities, but they are of one body. It, it's all it all works together. Everything works together. Um, you can't get from one place to the next place without the other thing. All these things have to work together in order for it to work for your good. We're going to end it here. So y'all have a blessed day. We'll see you on the next podcast. And remember to have true dominion. But understand what it seem like What it sound like Tell me what it look like When you understand the word You read the book right And I thank God for giving us His bright light In the dark place Removing beams from eyes A man thinks he's wise He's in a fool's place Maybe a stand-up guy Running a fool's race No persistence in God Ready to move states No need to rush Like keeping the smooth pace And you gotta calculate Every move made So that you don't run around And make the same mistake my time is precious and I'm in the rest race No need for front street kicking it backstage If you're searching for God, we on the same page Looking for a peace of mind, you in the right state If you believe in God, he bringing back faith I see you looking into faces Thinking about the time you wasted Memories are faded, oh You can never replace it or never erase it Now it's time to take it And turn it into good Good into good Into good Into good You can never replace time, erase time And it's only God who can restore time Show me the proof, how can you ignore truth? Tell me the truth, how can you ignore proof? When it's written down on every single page Where's belief, where's trust, tell me where's your faith The light is ready to shine, this is your day And it's moving along right at a steady pace Never forcing your hand, it is the will of man If you take it all back, he's giving you the land He'll give it to you if you are ready to stand Answering your question, you are part of God's plan You are God's man, or a man of God Are you living a life, or are you just a fraud? Are you bending under pressure, are you going hard? Are you telling the truth or are you telling lies? Lies, lies? I see you looking into faces, thinking about the time you wasted. Memories are faded, oh. You can never replace it or never erase it. Now it's time to take it and turn it into good. Good into good into good into good